Hello and welcome to This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, this is Ross Ingalls. Sustainability is a team sport. Businesses very often partner with specialists to get them where they want to go. One of those specialists is All Heart NZ, a registered charity founded by perpetual enthusiast Joe Youssef. Joe, welcome to this climate business. All Heart NZ has created a framework for any corporate anywhere to divert anything from landfill. Can we start with understanding how you do this, please? Yeah, sure. Kia ora, Ross, and thank you for having me on your podcast. It's mm. really nice to be here. Yeah, so we, we provide a framework where any corporate anywhere can divert anything, and it's taken seven years to land on that wording. I actually um, I actually looked at various platforms, digital ones around the planet that have the opposite of that, and so we've, it's a bit of a wordplay for us. But yeah, we, we have succeeded in providing a national framework to the largest corporates throughout New Zealand so that when they have any resource that they think is redundant or they've finished its useful life for them, we're able to recover that resource and create environmental and social impact right. through those items. And we do that for our corporates for no greater cost than sending those items to landfill. So that sounds like a winning proposition. What does it include? Mm. What are some examples of these things you recycle? Yeah, so not recycle, we reuse and upcycle. Right. Yeah, so really important distinction there. Um, uh, my phraseology on recycling is recycling is a marketing ploy to make people feel better about consumerism. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit unfair, mm. but I want to highlight the fact that we're, our reliance on recycling is actually unhealthy and we need to think about um, procurement and we need to think about reuse. The, mm. the, these, are the, these are the areas our energy should be in. And that's where Ohad NZ has put all of its energy into. We don't recycle, we upcycle, we repurpose. Uh, and in that, we're creating community wealth. All of the funds that are raised by any of the um, um, things we're involved in all goes back into investing in our purpose. So we call ourselves not a not-for-profit. We call ourselves a profit-for-purpose organisation. We're happy to make profits, not a four-letter word, mm. but that profit goes back into our purpose. So as far as what we recover, really good examples would be uh, we work with an organisation well-known. Actually, it was on um, Facebook, so I can uh, talk about it. It was um, the international airport down there, and we recovered a whole lot of um, uh, seating that they were using in various um, uh, places. And it was it was quite fixed seating, so it wasn't very easy to simply repurpose. So we were able to find a sustainable destination for those kind of items. Um, we worked with an organisation in Wellington recently. They were demolishing, uh, for earthquake um, reasons, uh, uh, refitting, I should say, uh, a building. Uh, it was 60,000 carpet tiles. Again, they would normally all go to the landfill. Carpet tiles should never go to landfill. They're innately reusable in a plethora of ways. Hmm. So 60,000 carpet tiles were able to recover those. And again, it, it was no extra time, no extra cost. We do all of the logistics, all of the project management relating, and then we report back. A uh, really good example um, out of Wellington, again, was um, one of the house institutes was was um, uh, demolishing a building, repurposing it, and we were able to recover about 10,000 items. That, that ranged from chair to pot plants to medical equipment. It didn't really matter what it was. Uh, and that's why we say anything, any corporate, anywhere, and we, we really do mean it. And and we've now recovered over 5 million kgs of redundant corporate equipment. Um, mm. And we've managed to find homes for 93.8% of that. And we report back how we're going in right. that way. And you've been finding, creating jobs as well. Yeah, no, employment's <laughs> a big part of it for us. So All Heart NZ is really two, two aspects to what we do. One is All Heart NZ creates a corporate framework, as we've discussed, 
several years in, part of our founding story was we ended up starting a brand which is around repurposing. Repurposing, you need people and you need place. You, you, you can't, you can't. Uh, there are digital platforms that help with that repurposing. Facebook were a really good example, right? You can chuck it on Facebook. Uh, but when you've got a thousand, ten thousand items, that's very difficult to put on Facebook, and you can't have people wandering up sixteen flights. Mm. So the corporate equation is actually really different, and, and that's one of the reasons we aimed at corporates. There's there's more, more reasons there. Yeah. So what, when we provide that framework for our corporates, we're able to recover that resource no matter where they are. Make it super simple for them. That's mm. really important. All right. Mm. Now you have three lines of business. Can you um, outline those for us? Mm. So. When All Hardings had started, all we really did was pick up stuff from corporates. We aimed specifically at the top 0.5% largest corporates throughout New Zealand. That was that was our target audience um, because they had the largest problem in this area. It really was a problem. It was a real um, hurt spot for them. So all we were doing was redirecting. So we were simply picking stuff up and we were redirecting it because I didn't think it needed to go to landfill. It just I wasn't an environmentalist. I just saw good and useful equipment going to the dump. And anybody who would who could see what we could see, and if you could go through our Monaco heart quarters and see the kind of things we recover, some of the things, it doesn't all go back there, everyone would go, no way this is going to landfill. And so an 83% of landfill is corporate and construction equipment. And I would say easily 50% of that corporate and construction equipment is easily reusable. You don't have to fix it, clean it, it's easily reusable. It's just that there's a capacity issue, a scale issue, and a timing issue that relates to thinking dump. Mm. And we just have to change that behavior. So redirection simply came about because, um, in actual fact, it was Air New Zealand trying to do the right thing with their equipment. Mm. And they had a, a really large um, storage facility where they were trying to give stuff away and create a circular solution. We were connected to the sustainability manager, Guy Penny, at the time. And, he, and it came about there's we said, look, we'll, we'll deal with it for you. We'll take care of that. So we did, and we actually managed to divert 90% of it. Um, Air New Zealand were involved in the equation. There's been some pu- publicity on this, so it's it's mm. public. Um, it was a huge win, and we raised some money, and I gave that money to some uh, local charities, and I thought, I-, I wonder if there's something here. That was kind of our founding, um, exploring story. And I guess when I came out of a corporate background in a previous life, and I've always had a cell phone in my drawer or a cupboard with all of our redundant stuff in it, or we moved office and I have no idea what happened with the furniture from our previous office. All this kind of thing happened and it just started clicking together. I think we have these moments in our life where we go, hmm, hang about. So I went and visited some large friends of mine, large corporate customers. <laughs> right. They went large themselves. Right, I was getting a different picture yeah. there. <laughs> and I said, is this the problem? And they gave me some examples of end of line, end of livestock uh, going to landfill, and I thought, wow, this really is a problem. Mm. So now we do the majority of end-of-line, end-of-livestock for Office Max, for the Warehouse Group, for Mitre 10. These are all really uh, great impact partners of ours, mm. and we simply are able to redirect those items, whether they've got clients moving office, whether they've got de- deconstruction projects, and we're able to find um, a, a way of creating environmental and social impact from those items. So that's where you started, and yes. that gives you the first line of business, which I... Is redirection. Uh, redirection. Mm. Quickly um, outline the other two for us. Mm. So repurpose came out of the fact that we'd done a redirection and I asked for stories back so we can communicate those to our corporates. A story came back simply that uh, we'd given up some blankets and pillows to our mum and her three children that were living in their car in West Auckland. Those blankets came from an inner city hotel. Mm-hmm. 
Um, out of that, I realized that we'd, we'd been able to bless and resource that mum through that organization that was Vision West, a really great social um, housing organization. Mm. Um, however, what I realized is we needed to help that mum create some employment. So repurpose came out of that thought that mm, maybe we could do something. So this is the other side of the coin for Ohart NZ. We created what we now call Ohart Stores. So Ohart Stores are actually locally owned. They're not owned by us. They're yeah. owned by local charities that uh, we partner with, we empower, we give the IP and we help them create a sustainable business model. Yeah. They're able to then create resource recovery hubs that create employment, meaningful employment, volunteerism and training opportunities. Right. So that's where our repurposed brand has come out of. And yeah. out of that, we do a lot of upcycling, repurposing and reselling all of it going back into community benefit. Right. And then our third service also came out of that story, actually, because we'd given this young man a, a pillow. He was nine years old, and at the time mm. I had my own nine-year-old. Mm. And it's often these these stories happen with us. And I thought, well, if I'd given this boy in New Zealand a nine-year-old pillow, but it's been created or made by a seven-year-old boy in Bangladesh or somewhere like that, I'm still part of a linear economy problem. Mm. So we actually started to go, can we rethink the way we're buying these things? And that's where Rethink came out of. So about three years ago now, we started Rethink. Rethink looks at rethinking the equation for how we use corporate resources. And so we work with the largest corporates throughout New Zealand now, helping them rethink the entire equation from procurement to the end of the life of their products and everything in between. And it's awesome. So that's going all the way back into the supply chain. It can do. Not many of our corporates are there, if mm. I'm being honest. Um, uh, most of them are really at the point of landing with them in New Zealand. Some of them do supply chain auditing, but it's not a um, mandated um, uh, equation in New Zealand unless you are over $100 million or do international trade. Mm. So it's, a, it's an equation that um, most are not having a conversation about at the moment. So it's that last service rethink that, that I personally find most intriguing. I'm just wondering what you see there in terms of the appetite from large New Zealand corporates mm. for that kind of sustainability, that big picture thinking that goes back to sourcing, for example. Yeah. Yeah, look, we, we have the privilege of looking under a co uh, under the cover. Some of our largest corporates are doing really well. I, I'd love to be able to provide you a statistic, but if I was to guess one, it would be relatively low as to how many corporates have a have, we would look at how many corporates have a sustainability manager. Mm. That, that doesn't mean they do sustainable sourcing. Mm. And so then how many corporates have a person specifically looking at sustainable so sourcing? So how in many New Zealand? do? Well, I mean, statistically only 0.5% of our corporates employ 100 employees or more. So they're mm. our biggest, that's why Allhard NZ focuses on them because this is not a unique problem to them, but if we help them change the equation, we actually start to change the dial for a lot of people in New Zealand because they employ 60 to 70% of New Zealanders. Mm. Now, how many of them do? Um, a lot of them are very new in that equation, so I've got a lot of corporates starting to employ sustainability managers. Right. Uh, many of them are not at the sourcing um, element. Some mm. of our larger, older corporates, like someone who does a very good job of that, to my knowledge, is the Warehouse Group or OfficeMax, good mm. clients of ours, who do uh, look right down the um, the sourcing equation mm. and are doing a good job at shifting their procurement habits. Right. And and yeah, that's um, it's a it's a contentious conversation, but I, I get to have a look and see these things. So it's it's what you might expect, I suppose, at the early stages of a culture change within a corporate environment, and mm. and some people are moving faster than others. Yes. And what's your sense for where it's heading? It's a really good question. 
Without a doubt, the equation is shifting. Mm. Um, I think about networks that have been around for the last 20 years in New Zealand, and we definitely have more members in those networks than we have had. But I'm a bit of a numbers guy, and when you look at it from a statistical basis, mm. you still, you've got 550,000 companies in New Zealand, registered companies, uh, only a very small percentage of them, about 6 or 7% employ 20 employees or more. There's, it's not, we're not a country of big. So mm. how many of those are seriously looking at sustainability? I think a lot of them know sustainability is a thing they have to look at. I think mm. some of them, the leaders, and again, we all know them, Air New Zealand, the Warehouse Group, um, Auckland Council have got some really good sustainability um, goals in place for 2050. I mean, all of this is in the news, so it's not something we don't know. Mm. Is it a... Is it a thing that there's a movement? I'm not sure, actually, Ross. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to see the numbers to be to be convinced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I know there's mm. heaps of good people mm. in our corporates who really care. Right. Does I that mean the business is changing their behaviours or not? That's another mm. question. It also it also hinges on where they are in the organisation. Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, we have found uh, we've dealt with some of uh, some massive corporates that don't have that have a sustainability department. You don't have to scratch very far to check that out. Mm. Um, and again, I'm not here to shame any corporate, um, but they may have uh, somebody who's not high up in the executive team, but they're making some noise. They're practicing it themselves. They're encouraging others. And I've seen those people rise up through right. uh, from an influence perspective. So it actually. Title is not the thing we look for at All Hard NZ, it's champions. If right. we can find an internal champion, that champion, and so if anyone's listening to this and they really care about it, mm-hmm. you can make a difference. Mm. And if you're in a corporate that employs many thousands of people, you're in a really unique situation mm. to actually help shift the dial. Because right. the more, in our opinion, our large corporates take responsibility and show off what they're doing, the more everyone else will start doing it as well. Mm. It'll start shifting the equation. So going back to the um, the broader product range, you, you mentioned that one of the things that you offer corporates is reporting back. And I'm, mm. I'm just wondering what the role of that certification, if, if you like, is mm. in, uh, in, in, in this exercise for corporates. Are they, mm. is, is some kind of documentation that important? Are, they, are mm. there external standards that are trying to meet with this documentation? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Some of our corporates are doing external reporting. So if they're part mm. of a network or if they're publicly reporting on their carbon, which many of our corporates are, they really care about that. But mm. our corporates love our reporting, and that's why we started it. And we don't just report on um, environmental measures, like how much you've um, diverted the carbon emissions of those. Uh, we also report on what you've done socially. And so right. uh, um, and really that comes from a core value of All Heart NZ that, that we believe that any organisation should care about value and target people, planet and profit. Mm-hmm. And so those three undergirning measurables, uh, I feel, should be a part of every business's practices. And so that's why we did the reporting. But yeah, many of our corporates have external standards that they're reporting to. Our reporting gets incorporated in on that. And it's really important for them, which is great because it brings observed change. They can actually, uh, mm-hmm. if you've seen recently Air New Zealand re- publicly reported, mm-hmm. uh, we weren't part of that report necessarily, but it really showed how they were tracking. They were very honest about that report, saying mm-hmm. we're not tracking to where we want to be. Um, the team at Air New Zealand are amazing. Um and I think that was a really good, honest report. 
Mm. And so, and again, it shows us as Aotearoa, how are we tracking? How mm. can we get better? Right. I, I really like that. Right. And, and I suppose where the Air New Zealand's go, then smaller organisations inevitably follow. Yeah, it, I think it adds the correct pressure. Mm. Um, unless it's coming down as a mandated government policy, which at the moment um, around sustainability or around procurement, uh, there really isn't that much. Mm. Um, there's some um, voluntary and some um, non-voluntary product stewardship schemes being introduced. But for me, I'm really proud of the corporates we work with because without being told they must, they are. Mm-hmm. And they're spending a lot of money, which is, you know, where corporate's taking it seriously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And they're employing great, like fantastic people. I know these people and they're, they're the real deal. Right. Um, and they are helping shift the dial. And that's what All Heart NZ wants to do. We want to lift up, promote, and cheer on our largest corporates who are doing great in the space because it will shift the dial. And right. I say this to my now friends in these corporates all the time. I, I encourage them and, and applaud them. I'm not there to tear them down for what they're, they're not doing. Mm. We're all not doing something. Mm. I want to applaud them for what they are doing right. and tell them to keep going. So has it got to the point where the market you're serving is big enough for competition to emerge? Yeah, there is competition in our space. I mean, um, we all know the landfill providers uh, want to do resource recovery. Um, Some of them, um, one of them particularly is a fantastic partner of ours, that's Mm. um, waste management. In the last um, three years, they're a really good example of employing an internal and external fantastic sustainability team. That sustainability team works alongside Allhard NZ proactively. And so they're not there promoting landfill. They're they're trying to capture and promote resource recovery. And that's that's fantastic. But again, it's not – a lot of people want to um, um, talk about those managing our dumps. It's a consumer problem. It's my stuff going in those dumps. It's the <laughs> stuff I've bought. Mm. So I have to take responsibility for me and I can't just leave it to them. So so I think I think, um, I think there is certainly a lot of positivity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you touched on this before, and it's a question I was going to ask you. Government, is, is, is national government and local government, when you think about your space, is it mm. getting in the way or is it helping? Mm. Honest answer is okay. Yeah. We are part of several networks who we consider family. Several of those deal with government. It's not an area I have a, a lot of pay. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm. I like things to move fast. I love corporates because they make decisions based on numbers based on outputs, based on inputs. And so it makes sense, and All Heart NZ makes sense to them. It's a fantastic partner. Government measures things differently and does process differently. I think anyone who deals with government, I'm, I'm trying to be polite. Yeah, so that they move very slowly. Um, is well, let me, let me give you an example. <laughs> we're, 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 we're in the middle of this exercise where landfill charges are, are gradually rising yeah, because of, of government levies. Does that make a difference? Do you see any change arising from that? Yeah, look, that, that's been part of the um, zero waste movement that, mm. that we would reconsider levy charges. We in the zero waste movement definitely feel that's a positive thing. I mean, um, as an example, our levy was $10. That levy can be put back into um, re- resource recovery activities. In Australia, it's $150. Right. So it's it's massively different. We've predicted to go up to $60 in the next four years of, mm. of that levy amount. Um, the, the, 
there's some complications because we have four levels of dump or landfill in New Zealand. And so that levy is going on landfills that are measured, that capture, that have to report. For the levels under it, they can avoid those. And so when you do something like that and you don't make it holistic across the board, the first point that somebody who wants to avoid that is going to ask, and I know for a fact they have, how do I avoid that landfill? How do I go to a landfill that doesn't have that levy on it? Mm. So... Government can be a really positive part of the change, and they can also not help in the equation. I think when it comes to all hard and Z at this stage, it's neither. Right. We don't focus on government. We do a lot of work for government, for the different ministers, ministries, and recovering their resource. Right. But we treat them like any other corporate, and we provide them a, a, a professional service, recover their resource, and report back. Mm. We're certainly not waiting for government to change any laws to get on with what we know needs to be done. Right. So if you could change one law? Oh, man, that's a good question, Ross. Um, I don't think there is one law. It's a system that we've established, isn't it? So Mm. I don't think it's as simple as changing one law. However, I'm aware that in Germany, a corporate cannot buy an item without knowing it has a second life. Oh, yes. And so I've always thought if we know at the beginning of the life, and we've just done this for... um, Actually, a government department. Uh, I can't say who it is, but they have established, they're a short-term established um, uh, organisation for a specific purpose. We've fitted them out um, with all of the resources they need in order to function in that organisation for this period of time. And in it, we've already quoted the pickup and we will recover that resource. So we know from the moment they've procured that resource, we've already recovered it and we already know the destinations it's going to. That is a great example of circularity right. from the moment you've purchased. Right. So, yes, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. if we were to move to more of a procurement, the, where this is resolved is at procurement. Mm. We're not going to recover, recycle, or upcycle at all at the end of life. Mm. If we know when we buy a thing it is recyclable, it is reusable, it is recoverable, we've, we've shifted the equation immediately. Mm, 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 mm. Last question then, Joe. Um, where, where does your personal motivation come from? You're a social mm. entrepreneur, I think you described it as. Where did, yeah. what, 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 what drives, what beats that drum? Yeah, I guess it's part of our story, isn't it? I mean, um, w- when I started in Norhart NZ, I was a pastor at Whangpoa Baptist Church, and we were doing a lot of social, some really great stuff in our community. And, and when we came across this opportunity through Air New Zealand, which is part of our founding story, I just kind of went, wow, you know, there's a lot of community organisations out there that could utilise this equipment. And I'd been involved in the community sector for about 20 years. And so one of my sec- one of the experiences I've had in my life is of corporates with a whole lot of the stuff, with a whole being really time poor, um, with a whole lot of pressures. And another one is this community stuff. And they're, they're two different worlds. Mm. And I've lived in both of them. And I just went, oh, I wonder if the two could meet. And again, it's not that corporates don't want to, it's just that sometimes community don't understand the pressure that corporates are under and you can't say, yeah, I'll I'll take that item or I'll work with you and not turn up, which many of my corporates did not want to deal with a charity when we first reached out. And so in some ways, my experiences of being in corporate and in social world created a translator. Mr. Corporate, what do you need? Oh, you need a professional service, you need it gone, you need to be cost effective, you know, all these things. Mr. Community, what do you need? Or you need these resources because you want to recover them, give them out through local marae, local churches, local Mm. charities, local sports clubs, local schools. And so there was actually an opportunity here that was being missed uh, for for reasons of what was valued. Mm. And I was able to bring a translator. So I think think 
my motivation was that I see a massive opportunity here. And it, when I saw it, it was really dumb what was happening. Because mm. <laughs> again, I, I'm not an environmentalist. I just don't think a lot of this stuff should be going to landfill. And I think if we strategically rethink about how we're doing it, no one wants to just put a digger through a building. We actually want to do the right thing, but we just don't know how. Mm. And All Heart NZ has provided for our corporates a real simple how. Mm. So, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, mm. I don't consider it work. My, my team's incredible. I love what we do. The corporates we work with are simply amazing. You can see them all on our website. So I, I love to brag about all of them. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the equation is shifting, certainly mm. with the corporates we're working with. Joe Yusuf, thanks for joining us on This Climate Business. Thank you, Ross. Great to be here. This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us.